0: Welcome to to 9to5photographer, the podcast to help professional photographers and filmmakers get more shoots, make more money and spend more time doing the things they love. And today, we're not actually talking to a photographer, but instead to someone who's going to share some insider information with you. Because if you've ever wanted to get onto the preferred supplier list for a five-star hotel in your nearest city, then this episode is especially for you. Emma Murray-Jones has worked at some of London's finest five-star venues right in the heart of the city and she explains in this episode how to get onto the preferred supply list and then once you're there how to ensure you completely wow your customers and the staff at the venue now being on a preferred supply list is really good because quite simply there's someone else that's putting you forward as a possible supplier for photography or video now that could be a corporate event or a private party or a wedding but whatever it is you stand a much greater chance of being hired for that event than someone else who's not on the list Now I don't do much event photography these days but when I did I was fortunate enough to be on the supply list for a few London hotels so from personal experience I can tell you just how important it can be for your business if you're on one. So buckle up for this episode because Emma's going to take you on a ride, let's jump across to her right now. Emma I'm so pleased to welcome you, thank you for coming on to the show.
1: No thank you so much for having me, it's really great to be here, I'm very excited.
0: No, it's great to have you here too. It really is. Emma, one thing that we always do here on the show is to give our listeners a little bit of context. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, You know, such as where you live and, and where you are at the moment and just kind of where you are in life?
1: Of course. So um, I usually live in London, um, but right now, ever since COVID happened, I've been spending more time um, with my family in Spain, which I suppose for me is a massive upside to be able to be here. Um, we live on a farm, so there's a lot of space, which is nice. Um, we have six dogs, all of whom I absolutely adore. Um, so again, it's so good to be here and spending time. Um, I've always worked in events and hospitality ever since I left university. And I, I've come to a point in my life where I realise that is the only thing that I want to do. And it is what I love and what I'm absolutely passionate about.
0: So when did you start doing uh, or working in the wedding and events industry then?
1: In my final year of university, I actually helped put on a um, new year, I suppose you could call it a show, a day. Um, it was an event for the Leeds Chinese um, Community Association. Um, and I was studying Chinese at university and me and a classmate got involved. So we helped to put it on. We helped the logistics. We helped with everything on the day. And I think from there, my, my passion really, really kind of began. And then inadvertently after university, I very luckily ended up working at the Ritz for about four years. And that was an amazing, fantastic experience. I learned so much. Uh, And then from then, I then spent some time working in the corporate world, uh, organizing corporate events in the UK and in Europe. And then I went to work for Marriott for two years um, as one of the sales managers and uh, social events planning manager, managing five properties in central London.
0: Okay. So what is it about the the wedding and events industry that, that you really love so much then?
1: Without sounding really cheesy... I really like the idea that you're doing something that means something. You're creating a a magical memory, I suppose, you know, for that couple um, with regards to weddings. You know, that's a moment that they're never going to forget and you're contributing to that. And I suppose to me that's, you're making a difference and I really like that feeling. That's very rewarding. And when you're there on the day of the event and you you see it all come together, you see their vision and your vision that you've been working on for however long, come together and the joy on everyone's faces um you know that for me is there's nothing greater than that there's nothing better than that
0: you say that that might sound cheesy I don't think that sounds cheesy at all I, I think it sounds <laughs> fantastic I really do oh, um, thank you so tell me more about how you feel then when you're coming up to an event when you've done the planning for it when you're liaising with the people who are you know central to the event and then you see it all going absolutely to plan tell me more about how that feels
1: I don't think there is a better feeling than that, really. It's mm-hmm. like that advert and for everything else as MasterCard. And, um, you know, watching all of your hard work come together and flow effortlessly is, you know, it's like a, it's, a, it's any event planner's dream. You know, and as well, the team effort behind it. You know, yes, event planners, uh, whether you're freelance or in a venue, you, you know, you are your own person, but you come together on the day as the team with the kitchen mm-hmm. staff, with the wait, with the waiting staff, with the photographer, with the videographer. You are a team and you all need to work together. And I think that's that's another thing that's great about events is you know, you get to put together that team and choose the suppliers that you work with and you know see it all come together as a joint effort. And you know, someone might have a suggestion that might enhance the vision of the day like the decorator or you know even the photographer saying you know we'll get a sh- different shot of the couple from this you know there's a lot of things that you can do together as a team and again i really like that team effort
0: and obviously it's quite an emotional time uh, on on many occasions i guess for the, for the people getting married do you sometimes get caught up in that emotion too and course, if so yeah. how how do you kind of remain professional if you're caught up in the in the magic of that day
1: i mean if you've spent a year, two years, or however long invested in someone's wedding day, which when it comes down to it is one day, you mm. will always feel emotion. Um, what that emotion is, is down to the individual, but you always feel emotion, you know, pride, joy. You know, it's, you know, it's a very special moment. Um, for me, you know, it's really important to kind of, you know, it's a journey. And I always actually feel a little bit sad Mm-hmm. especially at the end of the event because it's finished <laughs> um, so that's sort of I always you know the next day I always feel a bit sad just because you know you've you've spent so long with a client and you've built the relationship you've got to know the family you've got to know ins and outs and then it's finished and and you know you, you've got the next exciting project to move on but I always for me the next day I'm always a bit sad or that evening I'm a bit like really is it finished like how has it really been two years work done so that it's always mixed feelings um, of joy and for them and seeing them on the day, enjoying it with the family. That kind of keeps me going. And, you know, seeing that happiness, it makes me want everything to be perfect for them.
0: Emma, one of the things you you, you said a few minutes ago is about the team effort and the the, the contributions yes. that everybody puts in. And you mentioned about the photographer being part of that team, which I think is really interesting because... Yes you know, you talk about the catering staff and everyone expects the catering staff to be a part of the team. I, I think a lot of photographers, I, I might be wrong here, but a, a lot of photographers may well feel like they're sort of, they're not part of the team, they're, they're a bit of an add-on for the day and then they go. Tell us more about how you view the photographer as being part of that team.
1: I think everyone who is involved in the wedding day is part of the team element, you know, whether the amount of involvement you have obviously will differ per supplier or Per person playing a role but you still mm. are involved it's still a team effort whether you did the stationery or whether you did the flowers um, when it comes to the photographer I think it's really important that they get on and gel with the team for me with the photographer they definitely play a very big part of the day a, a really crucial part to be honest um uh, they can have a big knock-on effect on timings, and it's really important for me that the photographer understands the timings of the days, understands the recommendations and the advice given to the to the bride and groom. I had a photographer once. Um, I wasn't involved in that part of the discussions with the bride and groom, but she came to me on the day after the ceremony, and the bride and groom had left, and said, "Where are the? Where is the rose garden? Where are they having their photos?" And I was, I was so shocked that she had no idea. Where they were supposed, where she was supposed to be, and you know the bride and groom had already left, and I was managing my part uh, within the hotel, and I directed her to the right area. But the, subsequently, because she hadn't discussed with the bride and groom uh, the distance where it was, um, I'm not sure what poses they had in the garden. But the bride was an hour late coming back to the hotel <gasps> no,
0: with her an groom. Hour. Oh. Yep, an hour. Oh,
1: an hour. The so chef was, was was not happy in the I'll kitchen. Bet. Yeah, I was trying to get the bride to go downstairs. The bride mm-hmm. was stressing because her dress was dirty.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, the photographer actually really plays a really crucial role. And it's, you know, they are just as much responsible for managing the bride and the groom on the day as the wedding planner.
0: I'm, I'm just imagining the chef trying to keep food warm, but without it drying out and, and losing taste. For 300 and,
1: oh. people. <gasps>
0: oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I can imagine the stress <laughs> levels getting a little bit high. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, you know, it's it is it is it is very much a team effort. You know, everyone needs to be unaware of the timings. Everything needs to be a discussion together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, I think that for me, the photographer's role is really crucial. But at the end of the day, what's left from the wedding? is the photos, you know, that's the one thing that everyone will take away and look at ten years in ten years' time. So, mm. looking at from that point of view, photographer is the most important.
0: That's a really interesting point you're making there, and really interesting that it's coming from you as as a non photographer. Because, you know, a lot of photographers will often say, you know, the, the the photographs are really important. But it's great that you're saying that, and and you're not a photographer. <laughs> um, but I'd love to explore all of this a little bit more because. Of course. A lot of people would love to be on a preferred supplier list for somewhere like the Ritz in London yes. and would would love to know how to provide the best service. So what suggestions do you have for photographers and filmmakers to do just that?
1: Of course. I think for, uh, foremost, um, a reality that they need to accept and understand is that many venues, many five-star venues like where I've worked, have a preferred list. They don't always change it. And I mm. think... Um, it's really important to just accept that from the from the go.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, each venue will work differently, um, but most commonly, photographers that have worked there many times and for a number of years are the preferred photographers because they understand the dos and the don'ts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, at the Ritz, moving furniture was a big um, no no. So it was, you know, we wouldn't. If someone was to do that, you know, that would be a, a bit of a contentious issue. So it's really important that the person coming in knows that. And for an event manager, if you're recommending a photographer that knows all of this already, Mm -hmm. it is a lot easier than having to explain it again and again each single time. It is something that people do need to bear in mind. And also photographers that work at those venues that have preferred supplied status, they will have good relationships with the event managers. And I think
2: Mm -hmm.
1: one thing that's very true of this industry is that People like to work with people that they get on with, that they have a good mm. relationship, that it's easy to work with. So I think that's mm. really those important. Those points are really important things for people to bear in mind. And also to remember as well that event managers move around in London. Okay. So if you mm. build a good relationship with somebody at the Ritz, when mm-hmm. I started at Marriott, my preferred suppliers came with me. So that's a really important thing to bear in mind as well. So don't upset anybody. Um, I've had not necessarily photographers but suppliers in the past get really upset when they're like well when do you refresh your list and when do you do this and when do you do that and it's like it's not necessarily nice to have attitude coming towards you Hmm. um in that kind of scenario when someone's trying to get on the list Hmm. so that's kind of my first main point is people need to understand that the relationships are in place and things like that however I think it is easy and it is possible to become a preferred supply list and I've got some of points and tips that I uh, that I was thinking about from my time and I think the first thing that I would recommend is to understand who's on that list have a look online perhaps the preferred some venues post their lists online um and, Do you mean and the photographers
0: not, that are already on the preferred supplier list for a hotel
1: yes So I think if you were a new photographer looking to target a new venue, I would research who's on the list first uh, and have a look online to see who's on the preferred list.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And as well, if you can't see that, if it's not available online, I would have a look on Instagram um, and see which photographers are are consistently working at the venue. Uh,
0: Of course. Yeah.
1: When I was at the Ritz, we didn't actually have Instagram in those days. But I think now it's such a great tool. And I think people really need to use it to their advantage as much as possible. Once you have an idea of perhaps who works there a lot regularly, I would try and have a look at the style and say, well, look, you know, that person takes very moody shots or, you know, shots in a very different different style to mine. So that will be a key USP for yourself if you were applying to that list, because you can say, no, I see, I see that. Um, Uh, Mr. Smith is a preferred photographer, but he's got a very different style to mine. Would you be interested in offering a different option to your clients? Mm -hmm. That's how I would position it. And as well, I think it's important, if possible, to understand the price bracket. Every person will always have a different budget. And I know that pricing is a very sensitive matter in our industry, but I do think that we should be more transparent. Uh, even from a venue perspective, um, when we were looking at competitor analysis, we would always ring and pretend to be a bride, um, whereas I would just—I ended up just ringing and saying to the other event manager at the other hotel, look, we're doing competitor analysis, what are your pricing? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that uh, many venues will want to have different photographers that will offer different pricing brackets. So, you know, you might have one client that might want to go all out and have a top photographer, but you have someone else who might have a more modest budget so i think it's important to understand where you fall if you know the price options of the other photographers and that way you can say you know i might be a great option for somebody who perhaps doesn't have the great the biggest budget and you know you perhaps you'd like to keep my uh, details on file i think approach it and show how you can benefit the venue and the okay. event that event manager who will then look great in front of their client when they say, well, actually, you know, I do have this suppl- this photographer, mm-hmm. you know, who, who will fit your budget. So I think that's really important to do that kind of research.
0: Is there a concern, do you think, amongst photographers that if they price themselves too low, then they'll be viewed as not very good and therefore not hired or not put on the preferred supplier list in the first place?
1: I think you should price yourself according to the value that you feel that you can offer, according to the service that you offer. I've had clients book venues um high-end venues but not spent a great deal on the photographer mm-hmm. or the other way around and that photographer and the videographer was the most important and i had one i think she spent around thirteen thousand gosh on a video and photography and then was, mm. was 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 really tight with all the other budgets so i think mm. it really depends on the person but i i think as a event manager at a venue if someone approached me and said, well, look, you know, I know you work with these people and I know that they're about this price bracket, but I'm this option and I have this style. I think that's more interesting than just sending your information. I think it gives you a bit of an edge. It shows that you've thought about it and, you know, what, what's unique about you and how can you stand out against the other people. Um, I think that's important. Awesome. Um, because there are a good deal of photographers around and it's important to show that you've thought about it you have you've thought about it from the perspective of, of the venue hmm. I also think it's important to call and have a chat try and mm-hmm. speak to the right person but always mm-hmm. check if it's the right time to, to speak you know have you got time have you got five minutes
0: oh okay um, that's good to know I think
1: that's really important as well because people are really busy as we all are Mm. um so you might have caught someone at a unfortunate time they might be rushing to a meeting so i'd always check Mm. that when you call and Mm -hmm. uh, you know if you're trying to send an email get the name of the person so you don't send a cold email with information um so you can start it with their name and you know personalize it a bit
0: do photographers tend to send in an email to something like you know events at you know hotel name i have
1: seen that yes
0: How do you feel when you receive something like that? I file it, (laughs) (laughs) to
1: be very honest. Um, I, 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 yeah, in the past, because I know the photographers that I've worked with, Mm -hmm. I file it. Mm. Um, I had one photographer ring me and ask for a meeting. And Mm -hmm. I was just when I started at the Ritz and uh, my boss was like, oh, you can't spend a whole hour, you know, or a, a great deal of time of the day with a su- with a supplier you know especially mm. in a lot of venues it's very busy uh, in terms of the inquiries events happening and so he said oh, i will only take 15 minutes of your time and he came in and he actually timed the meeting and i was really impressed right. mm. and he actually then went on our preferred supplier list at the ritz
0: because i i imagine there that he's demonstrating Immediately that he's respecting your time and therefore that gives you the assurance that on the wedding day he's not going to be an hour late because he's in the rose garden with a bride and groom
1: exactly and I think as well with any photographer you have to work with the venue and that event manager um, or planner or you know within the team and if they can see that you are understanding what they're saying and being flexible uh, and respecting that they may not have all the time in the world, then you know I think that will go a long way um I think as well now, especially with Instagram, you know, once you know who that person is, that you're going to meet at the venue. Um, everybody has an Instagram account, especially people in the events industry who work. So follow them on Instagram, engage with them, like their things, you know, build a genuine connection. And, you know, you can then see, understand who they are as a person. And I think that will also go a long way and try and take an interest and build a genuine interest in who they are. Um, because relationships in this industry are for life you know you look around at the people who have been in this industry a long time and they work with people that they've built long-lasting relationships so you know whether you meet someone today and it doesn't really go somewhere you might meet them again in a few Mm. years time and that relationship might develop and bloom and you might work together then so I think it's always important to be mindful of that
0: awesome uh emma there there are some great points coming across here so so don't stop keep going if you've got any more that's
1: great perfect uh i hope i'm not rambling not at all um (laughs) um, another thing that i think is is really important is and to be upfront about and this actually came up at uh, last year's bridelux conference which is a very interesting point and again i think should be talked about more openly in is commission and i think it's really important when you meet with the venue, whether it's on the phone, whether it's face-to-face, that you explain how your commission works and you understand how they want to work in terms of commission. Mm -hmm. Each venue will do things slightly differently.
0: Can you give us an example of what a typical kind of commission structure might be there?
1: Of course. So um, I don't think any venue or planner would expect more than 10% commission. 10% is typically what I've seen a- around in the in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do think is it should always be included in your prices so that you are never mm. caught out and someone said, Oh, I've quoted that to the client, but was there commission? Um a venue will always expect commission. We did we certainly did at the Ritz. Um and I I did at Marriott as well. The way we worked at the Ritz is any booking at the Ritz the payment had to go through the hotel okay and actually we got very upset with one or two actually one or two photographers or different suppliers when they took the payment Mm -hmm. Um, and that simply falls down to the fact that it can be difficult for a hotel to then invoice for the commission so it's important to understand how that venue wants to work at Marriott, i didn't take a commission um but i would say look i said to one photographer all the work that we that we give you can you just uh put the commission, add it up on credit. And then when it comes to staff party, would you mind, you know, putting that, taking that off what you would charge?
0: Ah, so coming along and photographing a staff party, sort of maybe free of charge, something like that.
1: I wouldn't ask for free of charge because I always think that, you know, you need to be respectful that everybody is a business and we all need to survive. Mm. But if he'd done, say, three events um, that year, which had added up to a commission of £300 and he was Mm going to charge £500 to take pictures of the staff party... Instead mm. of paying us a commission throughout the year, at mm-hmm. least something that benefits the staff of the hotel, mm. I would mm. ask him to take the £300 off the bill. So we were only charging, we, were, we would pay him the 200
0: And actually, in that situation, the photographer is there meeting all of the staff again, but not when the staff exactly. are working, when the staff are having gr- exactly. a great time. So for that relationship build with multiple people across the hotel, yes. that's got to be a great opportunity.
1: Exactly. And then Mm -hmm. you normally have the GMs there, the heads of department, and they'll see the photos afterwards. So again, Mm -hmm. that's a great way to build the relationship. Another point that I wanted to mention as well, just in terms of the pricing option, is one photographer that I used to work with actually offered a reward system. Okay. So if that event manager booked him for a corporate or a, a wedding, they would get a voucher to that individual. And that was quite a nice incentive um, at the end of the day, as a venue, we always recommended a variety of photographers. But again, you know, little added touches like that can make you stand out. And a lot of event managers work very hard, very long hours. And, you know, it was, it was a 20 pound voucher to, I think, Sainsbury's or MF.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah. You know, it yeah.
1: wasn't, it's not a big, it wasn't a big commitment, but yeah, something like that, I think is always nice for people or just to remember them at Christmas or Easter or things like that or instead of Hmm. doing a gift or anything at that time of year do it at a random time of year people might remember you even more for that so I just think it's important to just be mindful of that as well.
0: That sort of value demonstrates that that you're thinking of that person but at the same time, exactly. it's not like you're trying to, uh, you know, avoid the taxman in any sense at all. Because, you know, we're talking about no. a £20 voucher. You know, it's not the kind of thing that the tax is going to be even thinking about.
1: No, no. And I wouldn't want it to be misconstrued as a, a preferential treatment for a, because of a different because of but that person offers that. I mean, it, that amount of reward is not ever going to sway someone more than the other and good event managers Mm. will always recommend the right person for the client. The way I like to recommend to clients like a a selection of three or four different photographers or videographers Mm -hmm. and then they can choose the ones that they feel fit their style the best. That's kind of how I like to work. So again, but everyone is different. Um, I know that a company that I worked with a lot, where I work with a lot still, um, Leading Venues of London, um, which I get, they also have a reward scheme and they, um, for every with how they work they give half a bottle of prosecco
0: leading venues of london tell us a little bit more about that and 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 what that is and how that works
1: leading venues of london is a referral system for inquiries for event managers within you have to become a member and then you can Mm -hmm. refer inquiries and share them and an incentive for people to remember and to share the inquiries is half a bottle of prosecco so you know if you send in i have many inquiries that all adds up and can be a nice thing for the team of that particular hotel so again okay. I think it's important just to sometimes think outside the box um and just to make sure that you'll stand out and memorable
0: okay um, this is great stuff keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: another area that as well I think is important to have a lot of clarity and ease on um which I think is really yeah, needed in this time of day where we expect everything instantly is pricing mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think if you can say um, from the start, you know, my prices start from this or a basic package is this, then event planners don't always have to contact you to ask for pricing.
2: Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course,
1: I understand every event, every wedding that you shoot is totally different and pricing may vary. But if you can do a from price or if you have basic packages, you know, which then can be adapted, You know people want pricing now if I send an email to somebody and I have to wait two days to get pricing and I have a bride chasing me that's very frustrating.
0: I guess it's just you know making it as easy as possible for you to provide the bride with the information which will encourage you to, to to recommend that person.
1: Exactly several photographers in the corporate world will do a price per hour I've seen that as well and that's super easy because then the event manager quotes per hour and, and knows what that will be. So different markets will have different things that lend themselves that lend themselves better. Um, but I think it's really important to be easy and to be, especially for any new photographers, you know, it's really important to be efficient with responding to emails from venues. And if you're not going to be able to respond, manage their expectations. Say, I'm really sorry, I'm on a shoot, I'll reply tonight. Or I'm really sorry, I'm doing this, I'll reply tomorrow morning at least people then know and can say to their clients, the photographers working on it will have a price for you.
0: Okay, thanks, Emma. Keep on going. (laughs)
1: Um, I think something else that's in in line with the whole building the relationship is to keep in touch, be thoughtful. Um, You know, if anybody has any connections that they have made, um, the last year hasn't been great in terms of being able to network and see people, but, you know, drop someone an email, check in on them, you know, give them a call just wanted to see how you were getting on I think it is really important to maintain the connections um and you know if you're obviously not right now in this situation but if you're nearby you could always say look I'm going to be near your venue or hotel you know can I pop in for five minutes just have a quick catch-up things like that I think are really important to have as touch points um I had one photographer who we got on really well and um he went to America to Disneyland with his grandchildren.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, oh, really cool. He went, and I was like, and he's like, oh, what's your favourite Disney character?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, blessed him, <laughs> he brought me back Mickey Mouse from Disneyland.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I still have him today. And that was like, what, six years ago <laughs> or more? So, and you know, that person, I would, I, would I've, I see him constantly at networking events. And, you know, it's, I'm his, his daughter is really lovely. You know, it's a, uh, it becomes... Like a, a friendship. Um, and I think again, it's just really important. You won't be able to build that with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the people that you can, mm-hmm. you know, it's important. You know, it becomes nice because you have a friend within the industry and, you know, it's when you see them at different events and things. But I think it is an important thing to bear in mind. Weddings and events industry is not necessarily a transaction, it is more than that with when you're dealing with people
0: emma quick question how many photographers tend to be on a on a typical preferred supplier list is it sort of you know one or two or is it seven or eight
1: i think it really depends on the venue personally i don't think it should be more than three or four
0: Mm -hmm. okay that's interesting but
1: Mm. it is very varied um and it will it will really depend venue to venue and a lot of venues sometimes as well um as an event manager You know, you might have two on the list, but you might meet someone and you might think, do you know what, this person is right for you. So just -hmm. because you're not on the preferred supplier list doesn't necessarily mean that you won't get work there Um, because, again, it is always down to the client. And, you know, they might bring you on, you might have the opportunity to work there, and then through that you build the relationship with the venue. Um, As well, just sort of another tip was that if the venue is like, do you know what, we don't need a new supplier, you know, but thank you so much, always send them an email. Always send them an email, attach any information, links to their, uh, links to your website, you know, include whatever you can in there to make it a fun email because Mm. even if they file it, Mm
2: -hmm. they can
1: still always find it. So if they ever need a photographer or for whatever reason, um, always send an email so someone can can go back and look at that and try and make it as fun and as stand out as possible. So I think that that's really important. And then as well, I think, You know, as I mentioned with the staff party, you know, somebody says, oh, well, we're not sure and you're quite new and you don't have the experience and we're not worried. You know, be willing to go that extra mile and say, well, look, you know, if you need your staff party done, I would be really happy to do that. If you need headshots for the team or if you need a styled shoot done or you're doing a menu tasting and you need photos of the food, you know, I would always see where you can begin the relationship Some venues might say to you and i have seen this that they won't put someone on their preferred supplier list until they've worked with you so they know what you're like okay so give yeah. them the opportunity by suggesting these different options
0: and i imagine that not wanting to bring somebody on until you've worked with them is kind of down to the fact that to an extent the photographer is representing your brand and you, you don't know how they're going yes. to be. If, they, if they're going to be a real pain in the neck, not just for the suppliers, but for the for the guest as well, for the people getting married. Um, or if they're going to turn up wearing completely the wrong kind of thing, which just misrepresents the brand that you're working for, then, then you're not going to feel comfortable working with that person until you've kind of exactly. worked with them.
1: Exactly. I, mm. I would never, mm. you know, just as a personal preference, I would never really add someone to the preferred supplier list until I've seen how they how they work um
0: it's too risky least, otherwise isn't it
1: exactly com- completely right mm. so you know i think that's important to bear in mind and also if you are adding if you are giving these added benefits you know by doing the staff party or headshot or if they want to do a styled shoot and you shoot it for mm-hmm. free or whatever um mm. it's important to just say Look, if you post them on instagram can i get tagged and then mm. it's still mutually beneficial for you because the venue's seen you And that's content for your social media where you've been tagged and other people can see you've worked at that venue.
0: And one of the things photographers tend to be slightly cautious of is doing work for free. But I think the different scenario here or, or the differentiation here is the fact that you're not doing it for free where the client is saying come along do it for free and I'll give you exposure which is the classic one that photographers often sort of you know winds them up a little bit because it's it's just a client trying to get something for free whereas here it's demonstrating who you are and how you work with a view to working with that hotel on a longer term basis.
1: Exactly I think you need to balance it up you know it depending on what what they're asking you you need to see you know does it You know, is it such a big job that actually it's too much of a financial commitment to do that? But if it's just popping in for 10 minutes to do headshots, um, you know, would that be helpful? I think I think it's always important. You know, we all need to have our business hats on and we all need to think long term. So I think it's important to always weigh up what you're being requested and see, you know, and see. And see the benefits I definitely would say it's the right thing to do where where you need to is say look I'm happy to come and photograph for free but these are my expenses or if you know that the hotel has a car parking space you like I'm really happy to come but can you arrange parking for me it needs to be right for you as well I don't think that it should always be for sorry for putting this so bluntly I don't think you should always bend over backwards I think you need to consider every request and mm. judge it you know and look at the long-term benefit the short-term benefit and you know are you going to be spending costs on it um, you know, do you know what? Yes, you can do it, but you won't be able to have the photos ready for two weeks because you have other events, so you won't have time to edit them. You know, I think it's important to look at the big picture and to kind of have a conversation and a dialogue.
0: This is great stuff. This really is. But <laughs> one, one quick question. You mentioned bride lux. Tell us what bride <laughs> lux is because I, I haven't heard of that.
1: Ah, oh, so this is coming to my next point as well. As it ties in oh, very nice. sorry,
0: I'm preempting here, aren't I? Sorry. No, it's
1: perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It's all flowing. Um, so. Luxe is, um, they organise wedding shows, luxury wedding shows, and they also have a symposium. Um, they've done two so far, and it is a two-day conference um, bringing together people from within the wedding industry. I attended the one last year, and I must say, for the opportunity to just meet with other people from within the industry, different event planners, venue managers, different suppliers, it was fantastic. And um, actually, as a result of being at Bridelux with a lot of other central London social event managers, um, we then had a, we made our own WhatsApp group so that we can recommend different suppliers. We can nice. chat pricing. Hmm. Um, so it, the, my point to people out there is you need to get out there, network, visit shows, walk shows. Um, you might meet someone at an opening of a, for example, I went to the Barclay relaunch of their ballroom, uh, gosh, five years ago maybe, and there were two photographers that I that I knew from the industry. It was great to see them when we caught up, and it was it was really lovely. So I think it's really important to go out to get out there as much as possible, especially if you're new and starting out
0: really interesting as well that you say that you had a whatsapp group because yeah. you know equally on the one hand if you're if you're doing things right then your name's going to be shared around but if you do things badly then equally your name's going to be shared around the other event planners yes
1: and and that goes for all suppliers and you know and i've definitely been in situations where i've had a bad experience with someone and i have told i've told my colleagues mm. within mm. marriott and that person was was not was not allowed to work at my hotel at the time, which was the Sheraton, Grosvenor House and Grosvenor Square. So it's really important, um, mm. especially in central London. Um, you know, a lot of venue managers will move around and um, we will talk and a lot of people know each other. So it's it's really important that you remember that how you behave in one situation can be a reflection, you know, mm. can be a long-standing reflection. Awesome. And then my last point in terms of recommendation of of to get in at different venues, is to collaborate, do different style shoots, make sure you have a good portfolio, make sure that when someone goes onto your website or your Instagram, they can see your style, what you can do. Mm. Um, A photographer that might email me with not a lot on their website um, is not going to gain someone's interest. Um, I remember one bride, she sent me her videographer, she sent me the link to his website, and I swear to God, I sat on his website and I watched every single wedding video because they were so beautiful. <laughs> I I sat, I sat there by myself in the office and was watching every single.
2: <laughs> going,
1: oh my God, it's amazing! So, it you know, it's really important that your content reflects who you are, and you have good content on your website and on your Instagram because people will will see it.
0: How important would you say Instagram is? today this feels like a loaded question actually because i'm guessing the answer is very important yeah Yeah. tell us a little bit more about about instagram and and how how people in the wedding and events industry view the instagram accounts of people like photographers
1: i love it because it's a great way to see um it's a great way to keep in touch with people that you know and to see what everybody's doing um i think for brides and grooms or a bride you know the first place they look now is instagram or pinterest when they're when they're getting married um, I heard some really good statistics. I'm really sorry that I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think it's around 90%, 90 or 80% of people that go to Pinterest purchase something because they go there with the idea of buying a product. Okay. And they look for ideas. So I think it's really important to have a presence in both um, and to use it to engage, stay in touch with event planners, with venues, um, you know, show someone that you've done something fun recently and, it's not just about work i think if you look at instagram as, as a general trend when people post content that is more personal it always has a better response so it needs to be a, a mixture of both
0: so an example of something that's that there's that, a personal kind of thing what sort of thing are you thinking about there
1: i post a lot about my dogs or my family <laughs> or baking <laughs> um, but again it's it's up to each individual you know it is um it's very personal to you as to what you're what's comfortable for you to share and I think that's always important to bear in mind um I, I tend to share personal stuff in stories just that's a personal preference um but you know you, you look at different photographers um, there's one and uh, she had a bereavement and I she posted that on Instagram and and new house and things like that so I've actually never met her but I feel like I know a lot about her so I think that, you know, you can, you can build a lot in terms of reputation and, and tell the story of who you are without people having even to meet you. And that's great for brides. If they start following you, it's great for event managers. It's great for you as a whole, as, for your reputation.
0: Emma, this is awesome stuff. It really is. <laughs> I'd love to look at a couple of things now, which of are kind of nothing at all to do with the industry one of the things we often ask people is to tell us three things that you're into right now and then one thing you'd like to throw into the world of never seeing again Um, if i asked you three things and one thing what might you say there
1: uh so i love baking
0: baking Um, okay that's a good one
1: yeah yeah. what kind of baking um, cakes (laughs) (laughs) i make a mean carrot cake
0: oh okay Um,
1: so yeah no I love that um at the moment I am spending a lot of time with my mum tidying up around the house and decluttering Mm -hmm. um it's so that's been really great um during Marie Kondo style is it exactly that (laughs) it doesn't give you joy (laughs) um and then as well um I love my dogs (laughs) so we've been walking them um and you said
0: you've got six dogs at the start of this call yes wow six dogs tell They're us their all names
1: dogs. uh jack mm-hmm. daisy mackie lola paolo and bono <laughs>
0: there's a lot of them and what kind of dogs are they
1: two are spanish Mastiffs. two mm-hmm. are spanish hunting dogs so very naughty one mm-hmm. is a, like a spanish sheep dog type mm-hmm. thing and then most important and the one he thinks he's just the most important is a. Uh, He's a Jack Russell, so he okay. has the biggest personality, <laughs> being the smallest dog.
0: <laughs> awesome! They probably keep you fit and healthy, taking them out for walks and stuff like that as well.
1: Definitely. Mm.
0: And one thing you want to throw into the world of never seeing again.
1: My crutches. I uh, I had an operation on my knee a few years ago, and I've just I found my crutches at the back of my cupboard. <laughs> Can't wait to throw them away. <laughs>
0: Hang on, you had an operation a few years ago. Yes. And you're still dependent on crutches now.
1: No, no, no. I cut, I cut them. Um, oh, I, I see. Just thought right. Thought they might be useful. I, I'm not sure why I thought they would be useful. <laughs> um, but I just can't wait to throw them away.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. How long did you need them for at the time then?
1: Um, in total, twelve weeks.
0: Okay, right. And that was a few years ago. Yeah. I think we can safely throw those away now, can't we? (laughs)
1: Definitely. I can't wait.
0: Marie Kondo would smile. They don't spark joy anymore, do they?
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, Emma, we need to wrap this up in a moment. But before we go, where can listeners find you online if they wanted to know more?
1: Um, They can follow me on Instagram. It's Emma dot Murray Jones, uh, and I would love to chat more with anybody. And if anybody wants any advice or wants to collaborate on any style of shoots or any guidance in any in any way, shape, or form, I would be lovely to chat. I'd be, I'd love to chat and um, be there for them.
0: Awesome. Okay, so that's Emma dot Murray Jones. Did you say?
1: Yes, and Murray is spelled M U R R A Y, and then M- Jones. Okay.
0: And Jones, and there's no dash or hyphen in there at all.
1: No, not on Instagram.
0: Excellent. Got it. Emma, look, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you giving it up and being here on the show and sharing all of this great information for other people that are looking to work with some of these venues, not just in London, but any city anywhere in the world. It's really kind of you. And just thank you for being here on the show.
1: Not at all. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great to chat.
0: Well, there you go. Emma Murray-Jones and an offer for you to contact her directly if you need any advice or if you'd like to collaborate with her. Just a reminder, her Instagram account is emma.murrayjones. That's M-U-R-R-A-Y. So go follow her and get in touch if you'd like to ask her anything. And speaking of Instagram, we've actually just created a 9to5 Instagram account. And at the moment, it's brand new. So it's got very few followers. However, you can help change that. So go visit 9to5photo on Instagram. That's number nine and number five nine to five photo and help make a difference there. I'd really appreciate that. We'll be posting information each week about the different guests who come onto the show. So once you've heard them on the podcast, you can go there and you can find out more information about them. So go check it out. Please follow. That would be super helpful. And in the meantime, I'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.